Okay, let's let's, uh, let's put this morning at uh, forgiveness you can count on. Um, I'm not looking at this because, you know, when it's time to pray, a lot of times you begin to think, you know, uh, I can't uh, I can't pray because I'm probably not worthy uh, and because I've done certain things or whatever. And, oh, yes, when you say forgiveness, it's almost like, oh, yes, we know God forgives. But in reality, uh, do you feel like it? I mean, you've got to recognize that uh, it's not that you can say God can forgive. It's do you know he forgives you, you know. Uh, otherwise, you'll say, well, I know God doesn't. In other words, it's almost like God has another Bible. No, he doesn't. He has this one right here. So let's look at what um, God says about this here. In Psalm 103, now I want to remind you that um, that uh, David here is um, he's a king over a famous nation even today. You can't look at the news without hearing about Israel, okay? So anyway, uh, here's what this king says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Now notice, he's not saying to the world here. He's talking to himself. And all that's within me, I'm going to bless the Lord. Why? Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Yeah, I think it's interesting here what the first benefit is. Who forgives all thine iniquities. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, he will forgive you. Now, when you think about a child and a parent, you can understand. Because a child and a parent, I mean, you have no idea what that child's going to get into. But you as a parent know that, well, it doesn't matter, I'm going to forgive him. Uh, let's look at this in the in the Living Bible here just a moment. And uh, make sure that uh, oh, <clears throat> it's as simple as we say here. Okay. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my, uh, anyway, bless the, the holy name of God with all my heart, I will, it is. Yes, I will bless the Lord and not forget the glorious things he does for me. You know, I mean, it's our job to remember. It's, it's, it's not that we fly by the seat of our pants and we go by what we feel like in the morning. We go by what his benefits are. And verse 3 here says, he forgives all my sins. I like the rest of that. It says he heals me. I mean, if you have a problem with healing, it's really, it can be so, it's so understandable. I do too. Until you start to read the Bible. When you start to read the Bible, you'll start to recognize, you know, I got hope. I'm no different than like fellow A, fellow B, fellow C, or lady A, B, or C. I, I can go to the Lord and ask. Well, anyway, look at the next verse, verse 4. He ransoms me from hell. He surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercy. This, you know, it, you can't have these things if God doesn't forgive you. Uh, let's go back and look at um, one more thing here in Psalm 103. I think this is fantastic here uh, along these same lines. Let's see. Let's take it here in verse, uh, look at verse 10. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. A lot of times when you smash your thumb with a hammer. I mean, I knew, I grew up thinking this because I heard preachers say this, that that was the Lord trying to slow me down or whatever. Or maybe because, you know, maybe because I had a bunch of red lights and I couldn't get to a certain destination on time or whatever. You begin to think, well, the Lord is, is slowing me down because of this or that or no matter what it is. But it's just not true. It's not true. Look at this. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. And truthfully, when you understand the Bible, the Bible says 
that the wages of sin is death. I mean, there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's just over with. So how is a few red lights going to fix, uh, you know, something that I had done wrong? How is smashing my finger with a hammer or maybe losing my car keys or doing all these things? See, these things are in our head, and when we see problems take place, we think, you know, God doesn't forgive me for this or for that. And that's a bunch of baloney. It's just not true. Verse 10 again, this is supposed to be, you know, <clears throat> right out of the same Bible that everybody else has, and it is. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Now, this next verse is so famous, you know it very well. For as the heavens is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So it's not like we should be going out there digging them up. Even if you could try, you wouldn't know where to dig. I mean, really. Look at verse 13. Like a what? A father. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. Praise the Lord. So there's no question about it that you and I <clears throat> have got forgiveness. It's just something we need to do in our own thinking here. We, we can struggle with this, and we really shouldn't. Let's go to 1 John. Now, in 1 John, right before the end of the Bible, 1 John chapter uh, <clears throat> First John chapter 1, and look down here at verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light. Now, don't think that's some sort of thing that you do occasionally. That's when you accepted Jesus. When you accepted Jesus, you got translated out of darkness into his marvelous light. First uh, Peter chapter 1 tells us that, and Colossians chapter uh, 3 say the same thing. We've been delivered out of the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, what's interesting to note here, this is as a Christian. Everybody wants to believe that when I gave my life to Jesus, at that point, everything from history, you know, back, those are all the sins that I can get forgiven. So if I mess up the next 20 minutes, I'm in real bad trouble here. No, you're not. No, you're not. He says the blood of Jesus, this cleanses, it's a continual cleansing. Cleanses us from all sin. Let me, um, let me, let's switch back over here to the, uh, to the Living Bible here and look at it on that. Let's see if we can pick that up with this one. Uh, let's see. But if we're living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ does, then we have wonderful fellowship and joy with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from what? Every sin. Did that sound like it was history only? Or does it sound like if we got a problem in the future, if I ever do anything wrong, I'll be forgiven? Of course you'll be forgiven. Remember the stories that Jesus would tell. Peter came up to Jesus one time and said, How often shall I forgive my brother? Till seven times? Well, you know the answer. Jesus said, No, I say not unto thee, but seven times, but seventy times seven. I mean, but we don't think of these things when we really need God sometimes. We're thinking all the things we did wrong. And we should be thinking about, praise God, I'm not going to think about what I did wrong because Jesus forgives me. It's just a done deal. Now, uh, let me go back here to the King James and uh, let's keep reading right here in the same area. Look at verse, um, let's go straight to verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, what's so difficult about that? Nothing. Not one thing. There's not one thing difficult about that. Other than that, 
taking time to do it, taking time to believe it, that these things actually belong to you. I, I, before we go on from verse 9, he says that God is faithful. And notice it says, and he's just. In other words, Jesus died for what? Well, he died for our sins. So I guess one day, something that you do or I do, I mean, there'll be one day that Jesus didn't die for that. That's ridiculous. God is just. I mean, Jesus spilled his own blood for you and I. And God is just to make sure that we're forgiven. Now, I want us to go, this is so great because I don't like to miss this at all. If you go in straight into chapter 2, this is the same story. He says, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. He's saying, you know, I'm writing the Bible here so that you and I won't sin. This will help you. But now watch this. And if any man sin. In other words, well, okay, what if you blow it? See, I, notice he doesn't start going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe somebody in your church made a mistake. Or I, in other words, he'll join you with that with that worry. Oh, no, I've made a mistake, you know. i got a football game tonight, you know, and, and because I did something the night before, you know, I'm probably not going to play good, you know, or that kind of thing or whatever. Or you've got a business transaction fixed to take place and you really need this opportunity, but because you feel like what you did the other day or, or maybe something else and you just know it's just, quit doing that. He says, my little children, I write these things unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, well, I qualify for that. I have made a mistake or two after I accepted Jesus. <laughs> we all have. He said, we have an advocate. The word advocate means an attorney. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Notice, that your attorney already supports you with who counts. You're already on the winning team. You've got the legal counsel here that's perfect. Verse 2, and he's the propitiation for our sins. Now, what sins is he talking about? These that you have committed after you accepted Jesus. Now, look at the next phrase, and you can see this, of course. Uh, it says, and not for ours only, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Praise God. I mean, do we have forgiveness or what? Well, yeah, we do. We do. I want to read this out of the Living Bible here just a moment. Let's look at the same thing. Living Bible is, is a paraphrase. Let's make sure that we're actually getting this right. Oh, let's see what he says here. Oh, whoops, Pastor. Here we go. My little children, I'm telling you this first so that you'll stay away from sin. Look at this. But if you sin. Ha! Oh, this is good news. My ears are up on that one. Yeah, because, oh my goodness. Will heaven, will heaven lose me over this? No. But if you sin, there is someone to plead for you before the Father. See, it's almost as though we recognize now we don't even have to ask him to plead before the Father. He is. Well, the book of Hebrews describes Jesus as being your high priest. That is his function. He's handling all this for you. Look at this. His name is Jesus Christ, the one who is all that is good and who pleases God completely. Verse 2, he's the one that took God's wrath against our sins upon himself and brought us into fellowship of Oh, with God. And he is the forgiveness for our sins, and not for ours, but all the world. So do you see both things? Sins as a Christian, and then also everybody that doesn't even know Jesus. Praise God. No wonder David would describe this as a benefit. Uh, let's go back this time and pick up something that David said later. This would be in Psalm 32. Oh, and let's get over here. Getting a lot faster at using this electronic uh, uh, Bible. Let's see. Again, here's David. Now, remember, 
you got to remember now, David is a king, okay? He's just not out there playing a harp somewhere. Well, even if he was playing a harp, he sure was good with that slingshot. He could, and he sure was good with being courageous, wasn't he? But he kept saying when he beat Goliath, or before he beat Goliath, he said, the Lord deliver me out of the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, and he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Oh, by the way, didn't you recognize that his, he got into it with his brothers right before he killed Goliath? Remember that story? His brother said, we know what you're down here for. You won't see the battle. And you know David fires right back. David goes, what have I done? Now, why wouldn't David, just before he goes to the king, go, oh, no, I had a bad attitude before my brothers. I, I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have barked back at him so hard. What's going to happen when I go run out there to Goliath? I'm probably going to trip and stumble. See, we think that way sometimes, and you can't. You have got forgiveness. You've got to know Jesus is on your side. Yeah, but what if I've made a mistake? Jesus died for your mistake. See, the mistake David could have done was, uh, King, I know I got a little excited about killing Goliath, but I feel so bad about the way my brothers, my, my brothers are mad at me. And I probably did. I mean, I, I made them mad. I made them mad. I, I don't feel worthy to go kill Goliath, and it, it probably won't work. David didn't do that. We shouldn't act that way either. Yeah, we shouldn't. Okay. So look what happened here. Here in verse 2, oh, actually verse 1, verse 1, David says this, Blessed is he who never made a mistake. Is that what it says? No. It says, whose transgression is forgiven. Now, how am I ever going to get that? It's always yours. It belongs to you. See, this is where we help people that we see throughout the day put on smiles. Because this is what the reason they won't pray. They won't pray. They won't ask God for anything because they feel like I'm not worthy. I mean, I'm not living for them the way I should, and I've been wasting my life or whatever. But you've got the opportunity to display that you know that I'm forgiven. God forgives me, and he's my friend. He'll help me. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputes not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. Wow. Now, where did David get this from? Well, here's an example of a, some sort of blunder he did. Look what happened. He said, when I kept silent, silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day. Apparently, David knew he had done something he shouldn't have done. But I want you to see that David just didn't harbor this thing for months and months and months. Let's see if we can figure it out. He said, through my roaring all day long. Yeah, he felt bad about it. But he didn't say, you know, all year long. Look at verse 4. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Notice he didn't say God kicked my teeth out. God made everything go wrong. No. Mm -mm. Verse 5, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Now, where did David get off on this at? And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. What? How does he know that? Well, anybody that reads the Bible recognizes that Jesus always forgives you. I mean, he will. He will. He'll always do that. Now, I want you to see the strength of this, because there was a very bad problem going on. And David got his answer. Right on the heels of being forgiven. It wasn't like, well, God, I promise I won't ask for anything for a couple months. Even though I'm in real bad trouble right now, I won't ask for your help because I feel so bad about what I've done. No. 
He said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. You'll compass me about with songs of deliverance. Wow. What's going on here? I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way you shall go. Don't be as the, I'll guide thee with my eye. Don't be as the horse of the mule would have no understanding whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle. Lest they come near him. Oh, many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Well, I don't feel like shouting right now because, I mean, I made a mistake. Well, that's not the way David felt. You see that phrase up there? He says, you'll surround me with songs of deliverance. Right there, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. Well, I don't know. I don't think God's going to protect me right now because of what I've done. Oh, you're wrong, though. You're wrong. David said, blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go to, uh, uh, back over here to, let's go to Matthew now. Oh, there we go. Matthew 26. And uh, let's go to verse 27. Oh. All right. Whoops, whoops. There we go. There we go. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, for the what? For the remission of sins. Well, we know what that was all about. I mean, he took the cup, and he said, he, I mean, you know, everybody in there, and you know, he told them, you guys are all going to deny me tonight. You're going to deny me. Peter said, no, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll die with you before I deny you. <laughs> Jesus said, before the cock crows three times. Are you listening to me? Before the rooster crows, Three times, you're going to deny me three times. I could pour a rooster coat twice. You're going to deny me three times. But Jesus still says, hey, drink it. Verse 29, I say unto you, I will not drink uh, henceforth of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with who? With you. And we're all going to make it. And we got to calm down. We're going to eat and drink with Jesus in his, in his kingdom. Yes, someday, but also technically the Bible tells us that we're in his kingdom right now. Can't you remember Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's written to you and I. It's written to Christians. It was written to a church. I believe it was the, the church at Philadelphia. A church. Jesus says, hey, if you'll open the door, we use it to tell people that don't know anything about Jesus. So Jesus is knocking at your door. You know? It's really talking about your life and mine. Have you seen that picture with Jesus and he's leaned over? I like that picture. And he's knocking. Quit thinking that's a stranger's door. That's your door. You may have closed it and said, well, Lord, I just don't feel like you forgive me today. and I just don't feel like you'll answer my prayer. Don't do that. He wants in there. He's your best friend. He really is. Uh, look at verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. What were they singing about? Praise God. Jesus made them happy, didn't he? They were happy about this. Let's go to um, oh, in Matthew chapter 6 this time. These three things are so basic. 
And at times when we feel so bad, we, we worry about this. Um, look down, this is, the, you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day. Look at verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, Luke's, uh, Luke has this same uh, passage in it, too. And it'll say, forgive us our transgressions as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I mean, it's almost like I'm telling God, hey, God, uh, this is Richard today. Forgive me of my sins. You know, it's okay because we can count on that. I can count on that. What peace this brings in my life knowing that, hey, I can count on this. See, you can count on it as long as you believe the Scriptures. But when you start believing your feelings, you're going to be in trouble. Because the Bible says that Satan can appear as an angel of light. You're not going to know what's what. Yeah, but I just feel like God don't forgive me. Oh, come on. You ever had a close friend that, that uh, told you that, uh, look, no matter what's going on in our life, we'll always be friends all our lives? Would you go up to them and say, I just don't feel like you'll do that? No, you got it. Maybe at, at, uh, at some point or another, y'all had a face-to-face -face discussion and said, you know what, I'm always going to be your friend all your life. You can't do anything to make me not be your friend. You would never call them on the phone and say, oh, I don't feel like you forgive me. Now, why wouldn't you do that? Because they told you. Well, guess what? God has told you and I. There's no written secret code anywhere else that says anything different than this right here. If there is, according to 1 John chapter, uh, oh, chapter 4, we're not supposed to believe it. It says, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God or not. My only way to do that is to compare it with the Bible. What does the Bible say about this subject? You always have forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go to Luke's Gospel. And this time... We're going to go over here. I love this passage right here. This is so fantastic. This just helps me so much. Uh, Luke, um, get up here to it. Uh, Luke chapter, let's see, it's 18. Here, here we go. Watch this story right here. This is great. And he spake a parable unto them, uh, unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Uh, okay. Two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, which would say he was, you know, a Christian. And the other was a publican. I mean, that meant he was a tax collector. Not a lot of people liked him. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, Father, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this uh, publican. I fast twice a week. I give tithes. Okay. I'm going to switch over here. I'm going to read this, save us some time here. I'm going to go right to the Living Bible. Listen to this story. <clears throat> he said, two men went into the temple to pray. One was a proud, self-righteous Pharisee. The other, look at this, a cheating tax collector. I mean, he obviously made some mistakes. He knew it. The proud Pharisee prayed this prayer. Thank God I'm not a sinner like everyone else. Especially like that tax collector over there. Remember Zacchaeus, the wee little man, you know? He was that way. For I never cheat. I don't commit adultery. I go without food twice a week. I give God a tenth of all that I earn. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, watch this. But that corrupt tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. But he beat upon his chest in sorrow, claiming, look at this, God, be merciful to me, 
a sinner. Well, I tell you, sometimes your, con your, your own self-condemnation won't even do that. You won't even say, God, be merciful to me. You'll be going, well, I don't deserve anything. Uh, good talking with you, and you walk off. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Look at verse 14. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home, what? Forgiven. For the proud shall be humble, but the humble shall be honored. Now, look, look, look at this. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home forgiven. Wow. Remember the woman that was, that was at, um, at um, uh, the um, Pharisee's house? And the Pharisee said, well, if you knew what kind of woman this was, you would be letting her touch you. The Pharisee's name was Simon. Jesus said, Simon, I want to tell you something. You know, when I came in here, you didn't give me water to wash my feet with. You know, you didn't give me any oil for my head. But this woman hadn't quit washing my feet with her tears. And Jesus said this, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loveth much. I tell you what, when you discover that Jesus forgives you all the time, it makes you the happiest person on this earth. I mean, it's like, I mean, you just, you, you're in this comfort zone. Everything's going to be all right. It is. Let's go to the book of Acts. Just a moment here. In Acts chapter, uh, let's see, we're going down here to verse chapter 39, I mean, chapter 13. Oh, and down here verse uh, 39. Look at the way this says it. We'll start in verse 38. Brothers, listen. This man, Jesus Christ, there is, uh, excuse me, in this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness of your sins. Uh, everyone who trusts in him is free from all guilt and declared righteous. Something the Jewish law could not do. I'll read this to you out of, out of the King James here. Oh. Uh, and by him, all they that believe, they're justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. I don't care what you've done. No matter what you've done, Jesus completely forgives you. One last place. Let's go over here to uh, Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 12. Okay, Matthew 12. Let's go back over here to uh, verse 31. You know, we talk about, you know, a lot of times it's, it's so funny. When you make a mistake, some of that, you, I mean, it, it, it's like if you don't know some scripture that says you're doomed, you won't ever believe it. So the first thing we'll think about sometimes is, uh, Phil, look at that back there. Yeah, look at <laughs> Yeah. Grace, you got that motorcycle helmet on. That's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. Here she comes. You really got the helmet of salvation on, had you? Yeah, my granddaughter there. Okay. But anyway, uh, but we will think that, you know, that, well, what about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? You know, well, if you ever make that mistake, you know, you're, you're toast. Well, let's look at this. It's ridiculous. Verse 31, I say unto you that all manner of sin, now, now think about this, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. We're so worried about blasphemy. Oh, my goodness. Jesus is talking about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. 
and quit thinking it's something you'll never know. I mean, if this sin is so important, do you not think Jesus would explain it what it is? He actually did here. And you can actually see this so plain. Wherefore I say unto you all manner of sin. I love this. You should walk out of here today knowing no matter whatever do, all manner of sin, it'll be forgiven me. Praise God. All manner of blasphemy shall be forgiven me. Now, look, now here's the catcher. This is what bothers people sometimes. But blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Whoever, now, we'll come back to this, but look at verse 32. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, look at this, it shall be forgiven him. What if Jesus was on the cross and you didn't believe him and you walked underneath that cross and you said, yeah, Jesus, that's what you deserve. You deserve that, Jesus. I don't like you. I don't care about you, Jesus. Guess what? All those words, they'll be forgiven. That sounds like rejection to me, but it says they'll be forgiven. But right above it, it said any, any all blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be. But go back to 32 here. He that speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. Whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, what does it say here? It shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. What was going on? Look at verse 24. This is why Jesus said that. When the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow, he does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So in other words, no matter what Jesus did, they all said, It's of the devil. In other words, Jesus really isn't the Christ. Jesus is not the Messiah. You know, we don't know if there'll ever be a Messiah. You know, we just completely reject him. That's where the trouble is. Is that what we're doing when we make mistakes? No, we're not doing that. We're wanting Jesus to help us. Again, for, for, uh, skip this part again. He says, uh, he says, all manner of sin, uh, excuse me, he says, uh, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. You know, I mean, we don't need to be worried about whether God will forgive us or not, because he will. He will. Well, let's have prayer. Father, we thank you today that by your stripes we're healed. We thank you that you supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, we also we thank you if we're faced with any kind of problems whatsoever. Just like David said, I'll call upon the Lord whose word is to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. You'll get us out of trouble. Now, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others about Jesus. And that's what we're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah.